Chapter 3. Wireless News Scene 1 of the lead-ins to the sinking of the Titanic has to be that fateful room where telegraph operators Jack Phillips and Harold Bride worked at processing the huge backlog of messages which came into the Titanic on April 14, 1912. Included in the volume of messages were important weather reports that came from other ships and that the two had to relay on to Cape Race, Newfoundland. Those messages dealt with ice fields in the path of the Titanic. While some report that the operator simply sent the messages on to Cape Race, other witnesses were quoted in news reports, as well as in Logan Marshall's survivor accounts, that Captain Smith received such reports and simply stuffed them in his pocket. As the scene of the world's biggest news story shifted to night, the reports from the lookouts to the bridge of icebergs ahead were ignored until it was too late. Frederick Fleet would later testify that he did not have binoculars as the previous crew left the ship in Ireland and took the lookout binoculars with them. Even without the binoculars, the lookout spotted the iceberg and gave three warnings, all of which were ignored. Again, the tragic scene shifts to the telegraph room, where minutes after the iceberg opened up the hull of the ship like it was a can opener, Phillips and Bride were instructed to send messages pleading for assistance. There is ample evidence that the message for CQD, Come Quickly, Danger, and SOS were indeed understood. Captain Arthur Rostron of the Carpathia did just about everything right that a captain could do in an emergency. His actions were well chronicled and reported in the newspapers, along with the accounts of the accolades and thanks of the survivors which were heaped upon him. His actions were well chronicled and reported in the newspapers, along with the accounts of the accolades and thanks of the survivors which were heaped upon him. The Carpathia quickly turned in its tracks and began to race towards the coordinates sent by the Titanic. Captain Rostron ordered that the steam heat to the passenger cabins on the Carpathia be turned off so that all of the available steam was used for the ship's engines to speed her on the way to the rescue. He ordered double lookouts so that his ship did not meet the same fate as the Titanic. He also ordered hot cocoa, tea, and coffee brewed along with large quantities of soup to warm survivors. The news coverage of the Titanic disaster changed from the scene inside the telegraph room on the Titanic to receiving radio transmitters on ships and land stations around the world. One of the first to receive the news of the Titanic sinking was a young man who worked for Marconi Company in a radio signal station on the top floor of the Wanamaker's department store in New York. He was 21-year-old David Sarnoff, who went on to create the first national radio network of NBC, which later also became the first television network. But the biggest blunders of the first night of the reporting of the Titanic sinking were that all were saved and that the ship was under tow to Halifax. While it's understandable how the confused message mixed up the story of the survivors, it's clear that inventive reporting concocted the story that the ship was under tow. The Titanic arrived on the sea bottom at about 2.30 a.m. Monday, April 15th, 
about the same time that many newspapers around the world were telling their readers that the crippled ship was slowly proceeding towards Halifax, Nova Scotia.